0: Anywhere. That's all.
1: Here comes the rush. Hagan has some time. Pumps the ball downfield. Has it intercepted? Baylor has the ball. With one second left to go, Frankie Smith steps in front of the ball. And the Baylor Bears have upset the defending national champions in
2: Boulder, Colorado. Book is the nation's longest win scheme. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40.
3: Appreciate that question.
4: It's the miracle on ice. It's Tiger in 05. It's history in the making. This is is the drake toll show it is thursday october 5th and for the first time since 2016 the texas rangers are on the alds drake toll here on the drake toll show no cameron stewart today he has had enough he said too much of working with me (laughs)
5: I tried to talk him down, but he right, was, he, he was wanted
4: exclusive naming rights to the show. He wanted it to be the Cameron Stewart Show. And when this decision was made, otherwise he was upset, and I I don't blame him for it. So Cameron Stewart is out today. He's at a wedding apparently. That, that's the excuse that he used. And Aaron Sexton runs the board. Look, the Rangers over the Rays yesterday. This is not exactly how we thought it would go. The Rangers pitching staff getting it done. A four nothing win in Game One in Tampa. A seven to one win yesterday in Game Two. This is, not, this is not the Texas Rangers we saw over the course of the last two months of the season. In August and September, the Rangers' bullpen was terrible. The Rangers' bats were decent when the team won, and when the bats weren't on, they were losing. And In, in any save opportunities, the Rangers were simply going to lose the game. So what did they do in the postseason? They said, hey, look, in the wild card, we're just going to throw out the whole save opportunities thing, and we're going to win with the offense as much as we can. Have the starting pitcher go as far as he can, and Nathan Ivaldi was impeccable. Six and two-thirds innings, six hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts, and no walks. Now, we told you that Zach Eflin would be that guy. He had a 3.5% walk rate, a 26% strikeout rate. He loves to K guys up, and he doesn't walk anybody. That wasn't the case yesterday. Five innings pitched, eight hits, four earned runs. He only struck out three in those five innings, and he walked two. Three strikeouts to two walks in five innings. He didn't look good. Nathan Evaldi did. Cameron Stewart said it on the show, I don't know if I believed him, that the Texas Rangers would lean on Nathan Ivaldi, who's great in the playoffs, and they did. He
5: was 100% right. Like, he, he called that one perfectly. He...
4: Firing. Nathan Ivaldi yeah. was firing. Evan Carter, too. Now, look, this is a kid that, as of three weeks ago, you probably had not heard of. I, I, I was not waiting with bated breath for... The kid who was drafted in the second round in 2020, 2021, thinking, oh, I can't wait for this guy to get up to the major leagues and be a Texas Ranger. I can't wait to see him see what he does, flash the bat, flash the glove, which he did in this series. And here he comes out of nowhere. I'm looking at Langford. Why Langford? Saying, when is this kid coming up here? When is he going to play? And instead, it's Evan Carter. And Evan Carter wins the series for the Texas Rangers. The guy is 875 OBP through these two games in Tampa Bay has a 750 batting average, hit a home run yesterday, extra base hit machine, and the Rangers get it done. Phone line open, CMC Auto Group, phone line 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660, call or text that number. The Texas Rangers are going to the ALDS. Sixth inning yesterday with the Rangers leading. At that point in time, the score was 7-0. And I immediately got on the horn with my buddies, the old ATO is at Baylor University, and said, all right, fellas, this is... The first time this has happened since 2016. By, by the way, 2016, that Blue Jays series, I, I did the math. I, I crunched some numbers. I was a sophomore in high school. I remember coming home from high school. That's how, that's how long ago it's been. Not that I was in high school a million years ago, right? But still, that's a good little gap there. remember coming home from school and turning on the Texas Rangers game and seeing the Toronto Blue Jays ruin all of my hopes and dreams as a young high schooler, not knowing the Rangers would not be back to the postseason until I had graduated college. I was a sophomore in high school, and it would take me graduating college for the Rangers to make it back to the postseason and now get a series win. So in the sixth inning yesterday, seven nothing. I decided, all right, this is a you know it might be a flash in the pan. When are we going to see this again? Being a Rangers fan, growing up a Rangers fan, you know there were those great runs in the 2016 AL West Championship. You, you had like every few years you're pretty good and then a good stretch and then bam you know back to the dark years for a while so in the sixth inning I bought tickets before the game was over before we had a game time set for Tuesday I went and I, I tick pick is the app that I use no fee they waive the fees it's pretty cool I went and I got on tick pick and bought $130 you know third deck right behind home plate grabbed my buddies. Four tickets. I mean, I bought them without knowing who all could go. We bought them. We said, let's go. So I'm already locked in. It's the first time that I've taken the risk, the gamble, playing the lottery of Rangers, a a team up at X amount of points in a game. At this point, it's the Rangers in the sixth inning up by seven. I'm just going to go and I'm going to buy them. Also, did you know, so this is is kind of a wild thing, radio stations and people in the media were given the opportunity to pre-save tickets for the Texas Rangers playoffs. We were all given the opportunity. uh, This was, I guess, two or three weeks ago. To go in, it was it was three weeks ago when the Rangers sucked, when they were really bad. The Texas Rangers reached out to the radio station and said, "Hey, look, here are media tickets. You know, it's X amount of dollars to be able to get in the door." And I thought, how funny, the idea of paying upfront for Texas Rangers playoff tickets when there's just no way this is going to happen. And then I myself, egg all over my face, in the middle of the game yesterday, went and bought tickets. Now 130 bucks, third level postseason. I am excited to see the not the first game ever playoff game ever at Globe Life Field, but the first Rangers playoff game ever at Globe Life Field. And and the one thing that I want, this is maybe a minor takeaway from this whole deal. How good is the Rangers fan base? Because let's think back to when the Astros sucked. And this was not that long ago. By the way, love for you to chime in here. CMC Auto Group phone line 254-662-1660. Text line open as well. Wasn't that long ago when the Astros really, really sucked. And it didn't feel like that fan base was... Something that the entire MLB envied. Houston's a good sports city. They rally around the Texans and the Astros and the Rockets when they're good because it's not a uh, it's a good fan sports city. But the team's not historically been great every year. For for Dallas, for Arlington, for the Rangers, right? The Cowboys, are the biggest show in town. The Mavericks take a back seat to that. So do the Stars. So do the Rangers. And while you know we all kind of have those memories of growing up Rangers fans at different points in time here there is still this idea of how, how good is this fan base? Man, I went, I went to the last game, you know, Rangers are, are well in the hunt for the AL West, leading the AL West against Seattle, 3 p.m. or 1.30 p.m. Sunday game. And it was like, you know, 70% full. And of course, we can still make fun of the Rays fans because they didn't show up at all for postseason baseball. And you look at a, a market like New York, you look at a market like Philadelphia, you can play 2 a.m. on the moon and people are going to still show up. I'm wondering, I, my, my call is to Rangers baseball fans, this has got to be a spectacle. This has got to be, I, I get it. A lot of people don't like the stadium or being indoors. They, they don't think it looks that cool. This has to be a, the Texas Rangers are in the playoffs for the first time since before I could drive a car. It's got to be a spectacle. Now let's look back at yesterday's game, 7-0 score. Evan Carter, the star, Nathan Evaldi as well. We've got Bruce Bochy's post-game comments as well as the highlights from yesterday's game. I was uh, watching, so I, I peel back the curtain a little bit, decided, look, I need a safe space to watch this game. I just need to go by myself, sit, be a Rangers fan, and cheer them on and just take this game in. No roommates, nobody else, just me and the old Texas Rangers in my childhood because it's, you know, like, what, a 2 o'clock game, right? So it's very it's tough to get all your buddies wrangled up. And then I'm sitting, you know, Ice cold beer, two thirty in hand, and Adolis Garcia steps into the box. And what I've forgotten is the top of the fourth inning. What I've forgotten is that when Adolis Garcia steps in the box, anything can happen.
1: Today, in these huge playoff games, there's a long fly ball to left, way back, and gone. First home run of this series for either team. Adolis Garcia. With a bomb way back into the left field seats. And the Rangers lead 1 0. 416 feet. Well, this team really took off offensively when Young and.
4: Right, Sean McDonough, don't get too excited that Adolis Garcia hit a home run. <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, I mean, mm. no, but in a series where so little had happened in game one, there were so little fireworks, nobody had scored in the first three innings, Adolis Garcia goes yard. And of course, it's just me in my vacuum screaming at the television when Adolis Garcia hits the home run and it made me think about the names in this team the Josh Youngs the Jonah Himes now the Evan Carters right remember like Craig Gentry got called up and we all thought Craig Gentry what a what a cool young guy who was good at baseball that was the weird addition. he was the kind of the Evan Carter of those Adrian Beltre Elvis Andrus Ian Kinsler, Mike Napoli teams and it hit me when Adolis Garcia hits his home run hey wait a second this is truly as close as we've gotten offensively to what that was a decade ago. Then, same inning, Rangers up 2 to nothing. Evan Carter comes to the plate. Now, I'm waiting for this young Evan Carter guy to stop being so good, right? There has to be a point where, you know, law of averages, the world catches up to a kid who's 21 years old and 36 days. Now, today... Happy 21 years and 37 days to Evan Carter. We're going to count those the rest of the postseason. He steps in, man on third base, two down, top of the fourth, and this happens. ...instead
1: of second if he doesn't even try to die for that. There's a drive to right. Off the bat of Evan Carter, and what a postseason he is having. For a 21-year-old rookie with a two-run homer.
4: And it is four to nothing, Texas. Now, a little bit better, Sean McDonough, thank you very much. A little bit more juice on that one. Evan Carter goes yard. That gives the Rangers a 4 0 lead. And at that point, based on how the series has gone, based on the even the body language of the Tampa Bay Rays, it felt like Texas was in the right spot. While we have we have been dreading the bullpen all year long at 4 0, it seemed like the Rangers were not gonna or the Rays were not put on for their city. I mean, you walk into a postseason game, I don't care who you play for. You look around and you see that. There's no way you get fired up for 19,000 fans. Again, it's the worst postseason attendance since 1919. There's no excuse for it being a midday game. There have been midday games since 1919. There's no reason. No reason. The Rays should have struggled so much with the fan base, and I could see why the team didn't get up for that kind of crowd. Although, at the same time, as crazy as it sounds, that I would be worried at 7-1 to in the bottom of the ninth, LeClerc on the mound. Two men on, there was still that creepy thought of, there's but there's no way, right? You know, that, that little, you know, there's no way they find a way to screw this up. And LeClerc didn't.
1: Little more stressful than T-Ball, but he's ready to celebrate with his team. Oh, strike three. Fastball at the knees, a borderline pitch goes the Rangers' way, and they go on to the second.
4: For the first time since 2016, the Rangers, into the ALDS, was it a strike? No, absolutely not. I mean, it was it was a really really bad call. But does that erase a six run deficit?
5: And at that point, you've got to know that you can't have the bat on your shoulder. They're going to call hundred percent. They're going to call close right there. Hundred
4: percent. Three two count. Umpires got an opportunity to be that guy that gets the strike three call on a three two pitch in the bottom of the ninth of a, of a of a postseason game, and it's exactly what you get. The Texas Rangers onto the ALDS. Bruce Bochi talked to Bally Sports Southwest after the game. Here's what old Skip had to say.
6: Uh, Boach, congratulations. I know it's disappointing not to win the division. How did you keep your team's focus on the prize that was still
4: in front of them?
7: Well, it wasn't something I had to do. They, they've been doing it all year. Uh, I mean, incredible uh, You know what, what happened. Uh, we lost a tough one there in Seattle, but th- they came back here with the right attitude, got refocused, got the day off. Uh, Had a chance to reset, and we couldn't have played two better games than what we did here. I couldn't be prouder of these guys right now. You
6: got it from Monty yesterday. Today you get it from Evo, and the bullpen comes in clutch again.
7: Yeah, both of them. Like I said, we couldn't have played better. We pitched unbelievable. You know, the bats came alive, played great defense, played the whole game. I mean, to come here and beat this team here uh, like we did two games, that says a lot about these guys. That's a very good team over there. Last one, runners in scoring position. It's been an issue, but today you really busted right right we got the hits uh you know again everything went well i mean we you know we scratched and called for runs and today we we banged it a little bit uh get the big hits uh, uh these guys just looked so determined when uh, they showed up today Boach, congratulations enjoy I thanks
4: bochi is now one postseason series with three different teams obviously an illustrious career with the padres then with the giants now coming out of retirement to do something special in north texas Year number one, the Rangers win the wild card, a sweep in Tampa Bay, now take on the Baltimore Orioles. That that series starts on Saturday, Sunday, and the Rangers return home for home postseason play, the first time at Globe Live Field, the indoor new Globe Live Field ever. That game on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Tickets available right now, Tuesday, 7 p.m. This is the time where Rangers fans prove, hey, look, this is is baseball country. Texas is a baseball state more than it is basketball. Certainly more than it is hockey. I'll give you the Cowboys. I'll give you the Dallas Cowboys, of course. But this is where the energy becomes palpable in the state of Texas. It's not the Dallas Rangers. It's not the Arlington Rangers or the Fort Worth Rangers. It is the Texas Rangers. I went on eBay last night and thought, you know what, I don't have enough Rangers gear. I'm going to go buy some more. It's it's that energy. It's it's that level of pomp and circumstance that I think is warranted, that I think is deserved. When the Texas Rangers do something they haven't done since 2016, and something that historically is not done a lot by the Texas Rangers. The, the great names, the Pud Rodriguez's, the great names, the you go back to the Josh Hamilton era. Some of these unbelievable greats that played for the Rangers and so few postseason moments in their career. Nolan Ryan, so few postseason moments in these legendary careers. Here the Rangers are in the playoffs. I cannot wait. Sellout. It's got to be a sellout crowd on Tuesday. The Texas Rangers are going to the ALDS. <laughs> week one of the Week one of the Drake Toll Show, by the way, Aaron. I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or not. <laughs> but the Rangers are going to the ALDS. Rich Hollenberg, the Rays studio host, ESPN play by play guy. He knows the Rays like the back of his hand. And watch this series closely. What does he know about the Rays, the Rangers, how this went down, and the Rangers' hopes of beating the Baltimore Orioles? This. It's the Drake Toll Show. Go
2: Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Shotgun for Prescott.
1: Looking left, looking right. Only heard here. A little check down to Dabble on the right side. Running hard.
2: All season. Rico Dabble, touchdown Cowboys. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Live from Levi's Stadium
6: on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
5: It's the Cowboys and the 49ers, Sunday starting with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with rockmymortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, rockmymortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. rockmymortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the baylor fan not some big lending company if you're looking to get pre-approved visit me at rockmymortgage.com today
9: have you ever been
10: stranded on the side of the road the next time it happens call big boys record service to get you and your ride where you need to be you can count on big boys record service to help you with roadside assistance such as when your vehicle won't start you've locked yourself out of your vehicle or when you're stuck in the mud no job is too big or too small they do it all, family owned and operated since 1984. Big boys record service, call 254-662-3031. And remember slow down or move over.
1: How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas
11: together. Remember, every step counts.
0: your home of the Texas Rangers.
12: Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855BUGS.com now to schedule your free
1: inspection. Don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Save big on in-stock storage sheds. Ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in. Sale in soon.
4: It is the Drake Toll Show, rolling on, noon o'clock. Drake Toll, typically uh, next to Cameron Stewart, who's out with a wedding this week. Aaron Sexton runs the board, in the Texas Rangers, or at least this week, run the AL wildcard, Rich Hollenberg, now joins us from ESPN, Rays Baseball Broadcaster Studio host. Rich, this, this series for the Texas Rangers is maybe the best that they have pitched in, in the last two months, I don't know if any of us could have expected it to go this way. As someone who's called Tampa Bay games, followed them so closely, is this how you had the wild card drawn up?
13: Absolutely not, Drake. First of all, thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you guys. Always fun to be uh, heard in the Waco area, one of my favorite spots in the country. But as far as baseball goes, no, this was, I, I didn't see anybody with the last name Murphy on the oh. uh, Texas pitching staff but it felt like Murphy's law for the Rays. I mean, you went into this thinking advantage Tampa Bay. Everyone knew, especially the Rays, how dynamite this Texas Rangers offense was, but nobody could have predicted how well Jordan Montgomery and Nate Aldi would have pitched, let alone the bullpen, being able to hold it down. Uh, usually when you're dealing with the Rays in a series scenario, you say, well, our two best pitchers are better than your two best pitchers, and our bullpen's better than your bullpen. So if this game is close, we're gonna win. Texas took care of that by not making either game close.
4: Yeah, Rich, you know, you think about Tyler Glass now, and, and even more so, Zach Efflin. Look, I, I get it. Monty's not bad. Ivaldi's not bad, but Monty can't win games and or his offense can't support him. And Evaldi has had a really tough last month and a half or so. Whereas the Rays felt like the the advantage was solely on starting pitching, but that's where this, this series was lost. I mean, glass Glass now struggled Eflin three strikeouts, two walks. Why? Where where did this come from for two guys that were supposed to put it on for the city? You
13: know, that's a great question. If I knew the answer to that, (laughs) I might be wearing a Rays uniform and be in the dugout with them. But Kevin Cash said as much after the game as well. He wishes he had an answer and listen I know you guys deal with Bruce Bochy and he is a legend and he is a hall of famer, but Kevin's on that same path. yeah. And he is as good with the media as any skipper I've been around as any head coach or manager of any professional sports team I've dealt with. Um, and he's honest to a fault. And he said, I wish I had a better answer to give you, but I just don't know. Uh, I, the one curious thing, Drake, is the fact that they started Tyler Glass now in Game One yeah. and not yeah. Zach Eflin in Game One? I do not know why that was. For what I know, he was not asked that question, and if he was, he deflected. And you could, you can't blame him for deflecting. Tyler Glass now, when he's right, is as dominant a starting pitcher as there is in all of baseball. Zach Eflin led the American League in wins and should get and will get some AL Cy Young votes. So it's kind of a no-lose scenario, right? You can't really question why are you starting Tyler Glass now. The consensus behind the scenes was they're starting Glass now, so if if they lose game one, they'll have Eflin there to back it up and win game two, and then you go to game three and it's more of a bullpen day, and that means advantage Tampa Bay. Uh, that didn't happen. And listen, Tyler Glass now had a great final regular season start. But the few starts before that in September were not great. And I don't know the answer to why that is. Um, And I don't know the answer to why Zach Eflin did not look the way he looked for essentially 30 starts all season. You know, Drake, they usually say, like, a starting pitcher, if he's going to make 30 starts, five of them are going to be garbage. Five of them are going to be elite. And then the other 20 are what you really are as a starting pitcher. Zach Eflin – defied that. Zach Eplin was right as rain, as consistent as you could be for about twenty seven of his thirty starts. And so it was as much as a surprise uh that he pitched at not as excellently, I should say. He didn't pitch mm-hmm. terribly. And I really don't think Tyler Glass now pitched that terribly. It's just you get behind against the Texas Rangers offense. It's going to be really hard to get back in that game. And for whatever reason, the Rays' offense did not have an answer to the Rangers' pitching staff. And what makes it uglier is that this is the second year in a row this has happened in the first round of the playoffs for him.
4: Yeah. Rich Hollenberg here on the Drake Toll Show for a The Tampa Bay Rays studio host at ESPN. Rich, before we get into the Rangers and what you saw from them, is this the classic case of hottest team in baseball to start the year, year, runs out of steam late, and just doesn't have enough of the enemy? Where was the breaking point where it felt like, all right, the Rays have come back down to earth and this ship might not sail anymore?
13: I don't know that there really was one, Drake. That was what was so remarkable about this team. You're absolutely right. Hottest team in baseball, 13-0, 27-7. It was beyond remarkable. And everyone who covered the team knew they were going to come back to earth at some point. But you get to a point in the season where you're in June already, Mm -hmm. and they're showing no signs of slowing down. You're going, we could be witnessing one of the most special seasons in baseball history. And even that doesn't assure you postseason success, a World Series win. There are plenty of 100-win teams that didn't win the World Series. But July hit, and that was they went from being the best team in baseball to literally one of the two worst teams in baseball for the entire month. Even with that, they ended up winning 99 games. They had a great August. They had a good, if not really good, September. Mm-hmm. So all signs were pointing up, and I kept telling everybody who asked, you take the best pitcher and the best position player off any team, let alone the playoff teams and see how they fare. The only team that could come close to relating to that is your team, the Rangers. Yeah. They lost Nate for a stretch. They lost Adeliz Garcia, and they didn't have Corey Seager for a stretch. Other than that, no other team faced the adversity that the Rays faced. And even then, even the Rangers can't compete with the amount of injuries that piled up on the Rays. That, more than anything, by far more than anything, is I think what ultimately caught up to the Rays. They were playing half of their lineup in the playoffs with guys who should have been in triple a Durham playing for the international league title. Yeah.
4: Rich, I, uh, somebody out there is throwing something against their cars dash right now <laughs> because of the, the amount of pitching and, and, you know, all stars, the Rangers lost, but the Rangers offensive lineup got healthy at the right time. That, that's what you're hitting on is that this, yeah. this is one of the peak lineups that the Rangers have put out all season long. They, they did get healthy right where you needed to going into the postseason where the rays were not quite so lucky. Rich, again, before we turn it to the Rangers this crowd, you know, 19,000 people, worse since 1919. It's tough to get up as a team, whether you're playing middle school basketball or or professional baseball, when that's the crowd on hand for a postseason matchup. Well, what's the issue right now in Tampa Bay, and what is the fix? Because that, that's tough to rally around.
13: Well, Drake, let me, let me first offer a differing opinion. Okay. I cover this team for 10 years. Their attendance was better this year than it has been in a long time, Mm. but they weren't averaging 20,000 fans a game generously. They were averaging 17 a game. This team was the best home team in baseball. So I would disagree to say it's really a disadvantage for the Rays to play in front of these. What everyone says is a paltry crowd. Mm. This was a, listen, it was surprising. It was disappointing. It was all of those things that everyone else around the country is saying, But it was not something that the Rays themselves are not used to. The Rays are used to playing to these crowds. I live 10 minutes from the stadium, dude. So I am not the right person to ask. (laughs) I am thrilled that they're staying in St. Pete. I think St. Pete is a city and a community and a region that is on the come up. And by the time the stadium gets built, it's going to be even bigger and better. And by the time the entire uh, district that they are revamping with the baseball park as the centerpiece of that revamping by the time that gets done way down the road, it is going to be a jewel for other cities to model themselves offer after much like the Atlanta Braves built in battery park outside of Atlanta. That, that stadium is not in Atlanta and St. Petersburg is not Atlanta, yeah. but let me be the first to tell you, for all the people listening in Texas who aren't that familiar with it, Tampa's not Atlanta either. All the people complaining from Tampa that the stadium should have been there are just being selfish and being babies because it'll take people from St. Pete and south of St. Pete who regularly come to these games, it'll take them an hour to go to a stadium in Tampa, just like it might take an hour for people north of Tampa and in Tampa during traffic to get to St. Pete. There is no difference. If they built a new ballpark in Tampa, there would be a bump in attendance for the first year or two because of the novelty. After that, it will go back to being the same attendance. Reasons being, one, this is a completely divergent community. Mm -hmm. We are just now in a stage where you can say, oh, I was born when the Rays were born too. I went to Rays opening day in 1998 when I was five years old and my dad took me. Now I'm old enough 25 years later to buy tickets for my family to come. We are just entering that phase here, okay? The other thing to understand is that we live in Florida. We are in paradise, and there's a lot more stuff to do than maybe some other places when too hot is an excuse to stay inside. With the Rays, we have a dome because it is too hot to stay outside, so we invite you to come on in and enjoy perfect baseball weather 100 or 81 games out of a regular season so everyone crying about we need an open air stadium or we need a retractable roof it's garbage it's just a narrative that has been viewed out for so many years that it's become reality for everybody else and I'm here to tell you as the voice of reason that is not the reality.
4: Yeah, Rich, I live about uh, 4 minutes away from McLean Stadium, Baylor's Football Stadium, and on Saturdays it takes me an hour to get to and fro that place. <laughs> so, I don't anybody complaining about traffic is uh they're yeah. new to sports, I guess. So,
13: can't wait for the Foster Pavilion, by the way. That's going to be right near there.
4: Yeah, no kidding. Seven. Yeah, even worse traffic, by the way. This one's straight in <laughs> in downtown with 7,500 seats. Uh, uh, you know, compared to 10,000 seat Farrell Center. But we'll have you here certainly for for basketball on ESPN, Big 12 basketball. But Rich, this this Texas Rangers team. Look, the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals give everybody hope. The same team that made the magical run at the end of the season with an unbelievable postseason, you know, tilt. Uh, because they got healthy at the right time. They got right at the correct time. And I, I know Rangers fans are hoping for that, but Rich, man, I, I didn't think this Rangers team was built to win a three-game series, outlast a three-game series, much less five or seven. Is this a flash in the pan for Texas, a one-series bump, or can this team do some build some magic in the postseason?
13: If they get the pitching that we just saw in St. Pete, then hell yeah. Uh, the one thing I will tell you is, and, and I would go – even more recently than the 2011 cards, how about the 2019 Washington Nationals? Yeah. I mean, there is now a history of wild card teams going to and even winning the World Series. So that does not discount your Texas Rangers at all. Uh, I think their offense, you can stack up with any in baseball, including the Atlanta Braves. Um, I do think that Baltimore proved throughout the season that they were the best team in the American League. So they're going to have, the Rangers will have their hands full in a five-game series against Baltimore. Here's what I think about Baltimore and why I think Texas has a legit shot. A, Bruce Bochy, been there, done that, no better manager in baseball, X's and O's and in-game. But also, this Baltimore team is young. They took their lumps last year. Everyone thought last year they were going to be this Cinderella story, and they completely faded down the stretch and missed the playoffs. They come back this year a year older, a year better, and they never trailed the best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, through the first month of the season. No matter how good the Rays were record-wise, they never uh, had a better record than Baltimore of more than, I think, four or five games all year. Baltimore kept pace with them the entire year. And then once they got the lead, they never relinquished the lead. This Baltimore team is built to last, but they are still young. Adley Rutschman has never played in the playoffs. Gunnar Henderson has never played in the playoffs. Anthony Santander has never played in the playoffs. All their key players. This is new to them. Can't say the same about the Texas Rangers. This Rangers team is a bit more veteran although I love the, the young guys they have. Obviously, Josh Young is a great player. This is, I think this is set up to be a five-game series if Texas can get that pitching that they got in the first two games of the wild card round.
4: Yeah, Rich, you mentioned Young, and, and last thing I've got for you here, it's, it's Evan Carter. talk about young guys who have never played in the playoffs, How about 21-year-olds, 21, 21 years old, and 37 days today. We're celebrating in the office for him. Uh, we're going to be counting days all postseason, it seems like. This this is just, these guys don't come around very often where you have a series like this in your first taste of not just postseason baseball, but really the MLB.
13: No doubt, and nobody would know that better than Rays fans, i.e., Exhibit A, Randy Rosarena yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. He was a rookie. He ended up winning ALCS MVP. Can I see that happening with Evan Carter? No. And that's not a knock on Evan. That's just how good this Rangers team is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to have to leapfrog over Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Adelise Garcia and Jonah Heim, you name it, all the all-stars from that Rangers team just to get the ALCS MVP or uh, I don't think they even hand out an ALDS MVP. But, man, it is certainly nice and a bonus to have that kind of thickness, one through nine, through your lineup when maybe at some point in the season, if there was a knock on this Rangers team offensively, you could say they're a little bit top heavy. Yeah, their top mm-hmm. five guys are nails. But after that, it gets a little bit questionable. Um, now I think they're much thicker and much more balanced. And that is due in large part to the youngster.
4: Rich Hollenberg of ESPN race studio host as well. Rich, I know we'll get you here. And also a great curator of young broadcast talent, Rich. And I'm excited to work with you soon uh, and excited to see you in Waco soon. Here with uh, with college basketball coming to town. You know Baylor always solid, and and we get the new the new basketball arena to boot.
13: Can't wait, man! Uh, Waco is one of my favorite spots. Obviously, Chip and Joanna are a big part of it, but I'm a huge fan of Milo. I'm a huge fan of Guest Brothers Barbecue. I I can't wait to get back to Waco.
4: I love it. He did it. He did it big. That was Rich Hollenberg. ESPN Ray's studio host here on the Drake toll show coming up Joey McGuire and Matt Mosley spoke not the first time those two guys have gotten together and Joey said he may have been the biggest Baylor bear fan outside of the guys on staff on Saturday when he found out they beat UCF in a massive
2: comeback that's coming up next
4: year on the Drake toll show
9: The Bears
2: are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday, hosting coach Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders on Go Gold Weekend in Waco. 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play. It's the Bears and the Red Raiders. Big 12 football this Saturday. And it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford.
6: And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right
4: call. Come check out our award winning lineup of best selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F 150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports
6: all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford.
8: Do you know your butcher by name? Not by which overpriced grocery train they work for. You need to meet my butcher, Jaime, here at Fortson's Meat Market. Jaime the Butcher has been cutting meat for over 25 years, and he still loves it. To Jaime, cutting meat to your desire is like art. Each steak is a masterpiece that improves the look of your grill. I'm Rob Fortson from Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service meat market in Robinson, and I would love you to come by and get to know Jaime the Butcher. You'll only find him at Fortson's, where we specialize in the best Texas-raised beef, chicken and pork no hormones no fillers we also carry a great lineup of homemade sausages jerky bacon wrapped quail frog legs boudin balls and more like us on facebook to get daily updates on specials and freezer boxes and we're even open on game day monday through saturday from nine to six maybe it's time you met your new butcher at fortson's meat market just south of the circle in robinson
14: is buying a home on your wish list whether you are looking for your first home or your next home an educated home buyer is the best home buyer NeighborWorks Waco free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management understanding credit obtaining a mortgage loan and shopping for a home to protecting your investment NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality
1: Keep your energy costs low. Seal your home or business with insulation from Profoam Insulation. Whether you want spray foam insulation, retrofit insulation, blow-in insulation, or bat insulation, Profoam Insulation is the team for the job. They can handle residential, commercial, and agricultural jobs. They're licensed and insured, offer free estimates, and lifetime warranties are also available. Family-owned and operated since 2017. Profoam Insulation of Robinson 254-640-1255 and ask for Matt.
5: At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
14: Ham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
4: It's the Drake Toll Show. Cameron Stewart is out. He's at Niagara Falls. Shotgun Wedding. That is Aaron Sexton running the board today. Our friend Matt Mosley spoke to a Big 12 head football coach. Not not the first time the Matt Mosley shows had a Big 12 head football coach this season. But this one, Joey McGuire, former Baylor coach. had the conversation yesterday whether or not Joey would belong at Baylor. Should have been the head coach at Baylor. Consensus was no. That Baylor went with the right fit and that Joey got the right fit in Texas Tech. Matt, Joey, guys, big matchup where McGuire returns this weekend What's that look like for a guy who loved Baylor so well?
6: And our longtime friend, Joey McGuire, uh, joins us now, Texas Tech head football coach. And uh, Joey, always great to have you, uh, especially on Baylor Tech Week. And with you coming back uh, to McLean Stadium, I know it. You know, brings back all kinds of thoughts. You've already kind of dealt with all this last year of of playing and seeing a bunch of your old either players and coaches, but still to come on the road game. I noticed you um, encouraged a lot of your alums in the area to perhaps uh, show up in Waco seven o'clock uh, Saturday night. So I'm a little fearful, Joey, of uh, lots of uh, red and black in the uh, in the stands uh, Saturday evening.
3: Well, I hope so. We need it, you know. We uh, we have not played well on the road, um, you know, and and uh, um, so I'm hoping we can get a lot of red and black and and have a lot of support. And, and it kind of feels like more of a home game. But you you said it, you know, perfect. It's going to be um, an emotional time. Uh, I uh, man, I have some great friends on that staff. Um, I'm here at Texas Tech because of Baylor University and. Uh, I have some of my best memories uh you know in my career in that stadium and so um you know i I think I'm probably a year away from it because uh you know the farther you get away from it and the, the less kids that are on the team that you know maybe you directly recruited or had a big hand in um, mm-hmm. will change a little bit, but I don't think it ever changed of it being an emotional game for me because i just I just appreciate the people there. And I really do. I appreciate the fan base, the way we were treated whenever we were there. Um, and, and just I have some great friends on that staff. I mean, you know, Sean Bell is one of my really good friends. Uh, Dave Wetzel was one of my really good friends. And, and I just have a such a great amount of respect for Dave Aranda for, you know, allowing me to stay, uh, you know, those last two years and, and um, you know, being a part of, uh, you know, the 20 and 21 season.
6: You know Wetzel and I are good friends, and I I think it occasionally maybe he gets tired. Um, you went through the same thing when you were at Baylor with Mosley scouting services. When I'm trying to sell him on like Lake Highlands kids, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think sometimes he gets enough of that. But you know I can't I can't give up the ghost when it when it comes to all that. But it is a it is a lot of fun memories. Uh, there's a lot of fun memories that you have now. You know, interestingly. You know, y'all had big, big expectations, which you never shied away from. Um, probably a little bit more expectations than Baylor. Yet y'all arrive two and three. Y'all coming off a big conference win. Um, you said it, you know, you've been. it's in your crawl that y'all haven't played up to what you thought you would do. Are you seeing signs, and, and what kind of maybe makes you think that, that you're kind of ready, even though maybe later in the season, and you wanted it to take off, that this thing's about to get going for you?
3: Well, you know, one of the big things for us is we just got to continue to, you know, play better football. And, and you know, the one thing that uh, we're going through, it kind of like at Baylor, the same thing. We've had some crazy injuries, um, you know, and, and uh, uh, similar to them. And, and so – uh, we get some guys back we're still dealing with some of those injuries and then just playing better football. I mean, we've been in three, one score losses that we had the opportunity to win and, and it goes back to, you know, things that we're not doing versus things that are being done to us. I mean, we got to, our first two games in critical situations, we did not protect the ball. You got to do a good job of that against Baylor and, um. You know, the one thing that we are leaning on right now that we got to continue to lean on, we're running the football really well, and Taj Brooks has played, you know, extremely well. Um, and so we we really do have to continue to, to do that on Saturday to be successful.
6: Well, I've heard you talk about Taj. You love his leadership, uh, and, and he is uh, – I heard Dave Aranda talking about the way you all run the ball, you know, as far as sometimes the backs are – I think he described it – is extremely patient at, at kind of letting the blocker set up, and then when need be, can kind of cut it back uh, up. What what is it about uh, Taj other than his really good leadership abilities, but just his on the field that that's made him you know such a such a huge talent and such a huge motor uh, for your offense?
3: Well, one he's you know somewhere depending on the day between two twenty five and two twenty eight, and you know I always remind him. Uh, make him tackle, you know, 225 throughout the game, you know, uh, run like a 225 back. And he really has bought into that. And then um, his patience, you know, uh, Coach Aranda, that's what he said. He's 100% right with that whenever he's been extremely patient. You know, we we have, uh, you know, a couple different schemes that we really lean on, and one of them is our gap scheme. And, and you have to be patient because you got to allow your, you know, pullers to kind of – um, they've got. He's got to read those pullers and see where the ball is going to hit. Man, he does such a good job of keeping his shoulders square. He does a great job of keeping his feet moving, and you know he's he's really seeing it right now. I mean, whenever you have got a back that's hot, I mean, I go back to twenty twenty one whenever Abram Smith, you know, got rolling. I mean, he just saw it like he he just had a feel for it, and that's kind of ties right now. I mean, he has such a good feel for our run game. And then he's a complete back. You know, he catches the ball well out of the backfield, and he does an incredible job in blitz pickup. And so he's on the field a lot and, and, uh, you know, can really do it all.
6: Uh, Talking to Joey McGuire, head coach at uh, Texas Tech, head football coach. Barron is someone that's been now in the program for, I guess, I don't know, you know, three years now. Uh, he, He is someone that's played a lot. And I've heard you kind of talk about him. He's, and I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously he's got great arm talent. He does so many things, almost so much arm talent that every once in a while you gotta kind of talk to him about getting his feet up under him. But a guy like that, that that's talent, that's so talented. When he didn't win the starting job, like what what's that attitude like? Because you don't you know you're gonna be disappointed, and they want to play, and he's had a chance to be a starter in the past, but. What, what did he? How did he kind of handle that and process that? And, and how has he been? Not only this week, but in you know since he's kind of taken over, what's his attitude and, and leadership been like?
3: Well, he you know he was already on my leadership council, and so he he's got such a big voice in that locker room, you know. But I mean, I was extremely proud because uh, you know most people, uh, nine out of ten quarterbacks right now, if they don't win the job; they transfer. You know, you're seeing it nonstop. And so with him, you um, I was really proud of him, uh, you know, him understanding that, um, you know, he it, where he was and what he needed to work on and, and where he needed to grow. And, and many hung in there. He, he loves this university. You know, he, he believes in Coach Kitley, and, and so he stuck around, you know. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he did, man, because he keeps us in a good situation. You know, I love our quarterback room. I hate it for Tyler Shuck. I mean, the kid can't catch catch a break, uh, you know. But we feel really really comfortable, you know. The the West Virginia game was kind of a if you look at him career wise um, over the last two years in this offense, it was a uh, total out of character. And and the one thing that we talked about after that game was, you know, trying to do too much. Um, you know, maybe if we were not in the situation we're in at that time, only have a one victory he probably relaxes a little bit, but I think he was trying to do too much, you know, to really go out and win that game. And, you know, the thing is I think every player in every position have, they have to operate in the scheme, you know, and uh, make the plays that they're supposed to make. Um, and, and I think he was trying to do too much. He was much better this last week and he's had a great week this week so far. And, you know, expecting to have a guy that's ready to go out and, and, uh, play and have a really good game on Saturday night.
6: Should be a great atmosphere. I do feel like y'all have been a little snake bit at quarterback. Um, you won't get any sympathy <laughs> from Baylor fans with what they've kind of, you know, been through at quarterback this year. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember the last Tech quarterback that like made it all the way through a season. I mean, you may have to go back to Mahomes uh, or that yeah. era because it's just, uh, uh, whether it was Bowman, uh, Shuck, You know, it's just kind of – it's been that way. Columbia played for you. Tyler, you've had some really talented uh, uh, players, but just the health thing, you know, has been an issue. You know, speaking of shaping, you know that this thing functions way better when he's there. And I know – you know, you don't really appreciate these people until they're out, right? And then you're trying yep. to function. Again, this young guy is going to be good. The guy from your area, uh, uh, Sawyer, he's going to be a good player. He just wasn't quite, you know, ready for to to function like they needed him to in those, in those last few games. What do you remember about Blake's recruitment? And, and just how have you kind of seen him both up close and now from afar continue to develop as a – as a a quarterback
3: well i'll tell you garrett was his host um and garrett will tell you he never (laughs) lost a recruit um and you know the thing i love blake man i i I just think he's such a competitor uh it's it's with him when he's on the field it's about winning um you know and and ever how that takes place whether he has a good game or or whatever it is and. You know, that's the reason. I mean, if you go back, you've got your heart and soul back on that team whenever Shapen was able to play last week. And, you know, you watch that game, and to me, Blake on offense and Matt Jones on defense, they just refused to lose. They just refused to to lose that game, and they, they played at such a high level. And, you know, uh, I mean, nothing against uh, – there's a reason he's a starting quarterback. I mean, if he's healthy, then Baylor probably beats Utah. You know, a, a team that's been ranked in the top ten, you know, at some point this season. And so he's he's the guy, man. You know, and it's crazy. It's funny you say that about Tech. you got two programs that – because I don't remember the last time a Baylor quarterback has finished the season, you know, that didn't, mm-hmm. you know, started every game. I mean, if you go back, you'd probably have to go all the way back to uh, Bryce, um, I would think, uh, because, you know, Charlie didn't. Um, yeah. Gary didn't, uh, shaping as not, uh, you know, and so it's kind of, you got two teams that, that, that been snake bit at times, whenever it comes to the quarterback position.
6: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's strange to look at that. Now you have a great feel for this Baylor defensive personnel. Cause you recruited some of these folks and, and had a direct role in, in a lot of the, I mean, you know, and I, I heard you talking earlier this week, uh, about gabe and tj franklin from you know he's from temple of course and a uh, garmin in this the length and the size and well that's 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 what you and rule loved is you know y'all were kind of trying to get that prototype six four six five you love the length you know it, it's so you know that personnel but what are you seeing on tape from like caden jenkins and then I mean, some of these, uh, uh, you're seeing 19, you're seeing 15. These are like freshmen and redshirt freshmen that are starting to kind of pop. You're playing some young people too. But what are you kind of seeing from this Baylor defense that um, it, they've been, you know, they've had some struggles this year, but they certainly have some young players on the come, it would seem.
3: Yeah, you know, 19, he's a, he's a dude, man. He uh, he He's a really good football player played great last week. I mean, what you see when you start looking at like Tevin Williams, if you start looking at those guys, they can all run. They all have good length. Um, you know, uh, the Devin Lemire, getting Devin Lemire back on defense, you know, from being hurt before, um, made a huge difference. Um, you know, he, he plays really well, but the thing about all those guys is that they, they've got good length and they all can run, you know, and, and, uh, playing this game. I mean, it's especially in this conference, you better have some DBs that can cover and run and, and then also tackle. And those guys are doing a great job of that, you know, and it's, uh, I love seeing, you know, some of the, some of the freshmen, of course, I I don't know any of them, you Mm -hmm. know, but some of the redshirt freshmen and uh, redshirt sophomores, I mean, I was there. And so it's good to see those young guys. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I said this earlier this week, there's nobody that, is not on the Baylor staff that was more happy for a Baylor win than I was. Um, I was so fired up to see when I got off the field, um, you know, and I'm walking into my press conference, and I usually walk, walk with Matt Doubting. He's giving me the updates of all the scores, and whenever they, he said that Baylor's fixed to win this game. I was so fired up because I, you're you're in two very similar buildings. Whenever it comes to, um, you know, that you're in banged up you're losing games uh you know you lose a close game to oregon you lose a close game to utah like you're going through the same stuff and and those guys Mm -hmm. are again some of my best friends so i was really fired up that they won and then i've now watched the game on my uh, my third time you know at different ways i watched film and uh man they they fought their tails off in that fourth quarter to come back and win that game
6: yeah, your guy Matt Jones apparently I think Dave said he was throwing up chunks uh <laughs> on the sideline and and then he kinda ran back in there and you you you've brought that up That's that you, knew, you know Matt Jones. Man, he's a, <laughs> yeah. Neither not dude, to bring up uh, oh, yeah. And you know, he just he just uh it's sideline to sideline. Y'all had some like that. He reminds me of the guy that Playing in the NFL now for the Bengals, you know that kind of a yeah. sideline to sideline, you know, type type guy. Do you, uh, do you kind of last year's game? I know that was frustrating, the one against Baylor. Do you show any of that film and and kind of like, hey guys, remember this? Or or how do you? Uh, what's your best way of kind of handling that? Because like you say, you don't want to like, you know, send them into depression or something, but you also you know, want to come out and I know play different in the trenches this year.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, we, I mean, these guys know what last year was. I mean, we, we played 13 games and the one game that we didn't play and not show up was this game, you know, so they understand that, but I, we don't, we try not to make a a deal about that because. You know, right now, what we're trying to focus on is us. You know, uh, we lose Wyoming because of us. We lose Oregon because of us. We lose West Virginia because of us. You know, and and really trying to break down those things. I mean, we had four converted third downs against West Virginia to where we got a penalty to convert a first down. That has nothing to do with what, what West Virginia did. And so we broke up all those plays. And why is it happening? And, what's going on. And so it's the same thing of coming out of Houston, the good things we did, the things we didn't do well, and really focusing on that. You know, I mean, we get it. I tell everybody, look, I know there's a different logo. I know we're going on the road. But at the end of the day, the only way you give yourself a chance to to play well and win the game is if you focus on playing better football. And it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, And so trying to keep that away from them because then you get overhyped. It becomes more than what it is. And at the end of the day, it's a conference game on the road that you got to go try win.
6: Do, uh, do Tech fans, Joey, obsess about, like, what color they wear to the game as much as Baylor fans? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, the thing that we always talk about is if you ever wear the old double T, then you're going to get a thumbs up no matter what the colors are. If you're, you know, and so uh, – I let Zane, Zane, uh, Perry's my head equipment guy and he's been here forever. You know, he was on staff whenever Mike Leach was here, he, you know, he's been through everybody. And so I always usually let him pick the combinations. We talk about it a little bit. There's a special occasion of course, but man, I just, one thing I told him is I'll never wear white pants on real grass. And, uh, I do that. Cause I'm an old equipment guy in high school and you got to soak those pants a lot to get all the grass stains out. And, if you never had to do that, then it's easy to pick all white. But uh we never do that, so he usually he does me right whenever he does me right whenever I uh uh we start talking about uniforms. I always usually say, Okay, what what real grass are we playing on? And they'll say, Okay, well I think BYU's use real grass. Well, okay, we're not gonna wear white pants, so y'all figure out the combination besides all white.
6: All right, well, just prepare yourself for a gold out, sir, all right? You yeah, will encounter you a, a mighty sea of gold. Uh, all right, hey, Joey, always fun. Really appreciate you doing this, and uh, it'll be great to uh, hopefully get to, to see you uh, Saturday night.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me, man.
6: You bet. You bet. There he goes, Joey McGuire, head football coach, Texas Tech Red Raiders as they come in 7 o'clock start
2: Go Cowboys! This This is is Dallas Cowboys football 2023
1: Shotgun for Prescott, looking left, looking right Only heard here
13: Check
2: down to Dowdle on the right side, running hard All season Rico Dowdle, touchdown Cowboys Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers
6: live from Levi's Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network
5: station it's the Cowboys and the 49ers, Sunday starting with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom A. Voss. That means we welcome you. At slovaceks you'll love our sausage King of the
15: At UBO Business Services we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization1800 to3600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself and cloud as well as X faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or
0: ubeo.com.
15: At Alan Samuels in Waco, we've got amazing deals that make you ask, why shop anywhere else? During Ram Power Days, get a new 2023 1500 Lone Star 4x4 Crew Cab, $11,000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or choose a new 2023 1500 Laramie 4x4 Crew Cab, $12,500 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. That's right, we're making big deals, so hurry in today. Alan Samuels in Waco,
9: the place to shop Ram trucks. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is
0: KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
12: Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Kasasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future.
10: Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com.
11: If you're looking for a contractor to build your family a quality custom built home, consider Galler Construction. Since 2007, Galler Construction has built homes throughout McLennan County for hard working families, and when Galler Construction builds a home, they offer fair and honest customer service, plus competitive pricing. The job will be done right the first time. Family-owned and operated, Galler Construction, 254-424-2900. They are a proud backer of the Robinson Independent School District and wish head coach Chris Lancaster and the Rockets a successful season. Dooley Noted Law
12: is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie. Unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Duly Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at dulynoted.com, a human side of the law.
4: Get a little hot, hot. Drake Toll Show, Cameron Stewart, as he loped. Be back tomorrow. Aaron Sexton running the board today. College football last night. You guys watch those games? What a rat line! I don't know. I don't know how much you follow betting lines or how these games are supposed to go. Jacksonville State came into the game against Middle Tennessee. I know you don't care. I know you don't care. I don't care to an extent. I do want it when there's some kind of monetary uh, something or another involved for me. Twenty-three to seven the score Middle Tennessee, who is one and four, led four and one Jacksonville State going into the break. Final score 45-30. Jacksonville State pulled a Baylor, rattled off thirty-eight consecutive points, won the game by fifteen at Middle Tennessee. What a raucous environment. Jacksonville State now five and one. Middle Tennessee one and five. Did you know? Craziest thing that when teams move from FCS to FBS, they can't play in a bowl game for two years. That's terrible. What a joke. If you move up, you should be able to do whatever you want immediately. You shouldn't have to sit out and wait. If you move down, I get it. But Moving up makes no sense. How about this? Let's take a look around the SEC. Last week, this week, we talked Big 12 yesterday, previewed a bit of the Red River rivalry. In last week, SEC play. Look, I don't know about Georgia, man. I just don't know. Look, Brock Bowers is really good. Carson Beck, their quarterback, the jury is still out for me on him. He was decent against Auburn, but struggled to punch the ball in. Georgia, tied 10-10 at halftime, had to come back, had to rally against the Auburn Tigers, 0-2 in SEC play. Kirby Smart's response to this was, I think this is what proved that Georgia is down from what they were the last two years. Kirby's response was, I think everyone in the SEC should be ranked. His whole spiel this week is about how good the SEC is. Of any given week, anybody can beat anybody in the SEC, and everybody should be ranked. Don't make fun of us, the Georgia Bulldogs, the mighty Georgia Bulldogs. Don't be upset of us. Of course we struggled against Auburn. They're good. They should be ranked. That's what Kirby Smart said. Don't hear a lot of that out of Nick Saban, who seems to have put it together. 40-17 to win against Mississippi State. Led the ball game 31 to 10 at halftime. Cruise control the rest of the way. Jalen Milro still looks bad. 164 yards passing. He ran the ball well. A couple of touchdowns there. Couldn't throw it well. The Bama defense won this game for the Crimson Tide. Milro, the Tide, get AM this week. LSU falling to Ole Miss. Everybody wants to fire Brian Kelly. I find it so interesting. It's so interesting to me that we have this discussion all the time where coaches that have coached. Fifteen games at a program, 20 games at a program, fire the coach. I get the Chad Morris deal at Arkansas. a guy goes two and ten in consecutive seasons, it's time to go. You can't do that, especially in the SEC. But everybody wants to fire Brian Kelly, who is who was a bad hire, bad cultural fit from day one. Bad football coach? No. One in year one at LSU. 55-49 falls to Ole Miss on the road. Ole Miss now is sneaky four and one. Their only loss is to Alabama. They own a top 15 win against LSU at home. Lane Kiffin, good at football. I think there are a lot of schools out there that are seeing what Lane Kiffin is doing at Ole Miss and thinking, should have been us. Should have been us that took the risk at bringing in Lane Kiffin and making him the head coach of our school. South Carolina falls to Tennessee 41-20. Spencer Rattler, bad. Joe Milton, also not great. Quarterback for Tennessee, also not great. But, all right, the Vols are 4-1. and We thought they were fraudulent a couple of weeks ago, and now they're 4-1. and Speaking of frauds, I'm going to call him uh, LinkedIn Billy is my new nickname for Billy Napier because he has downloaded the LinkedIn app. He's brushing up on his resume. He's getting ready. It's Group of Five Billy. 33-14, Kentucky beats Florida. This is an unranked 4-0 Kentucky team now moving to 5-0. They didn't just win. They dominated. Up 23-7 at halftime and another game where they they got to cruise control in the second half. Florida is how you say bad at football the run defense terrible ray davis you know you've all heard of ray davis the legendary r&b singer just kidding he's running back for kentucky listen to this stat line 26 carries 280 yards and three touchdowns florida guess what kentucky is going to run the ball It didn't matter if Kentucky told them or not. It didn't matter if Mark Stoops told them or not we're going to run the ball. Kentucky just ran it, and it worked. Florida never stopped it. 280 rushing yards and three touchdowns for R&B star Ray Davis. Texas A&M, the Aggies, are they good now? They get Alabama this week. They can try to prove whether or not this team belongs in the SEC West hunt. They have now won consecutive SEC games after losing to Miami on the road 48-33. Inexcusable loss. Miami team that's in that's talking about firing its coach. ACC squad. Jimbo Fisher has had plenty of time to settle in, and AM has done nothing but failed to meet expectations. Get Alabama this week, Tennessee next week, South Carolina Ole miss. Tough gauntlet in the SEC. Tough gauntlet in the SEC. What can AM do against Alabama this week? As for the Arkansas Razorbacks, they have now lost three consecutive games, including a game to BYU. They lost to LSU in a close one last week, a really close one, a night game in Death Valley where K.J. Jefferson was good. And then this week, Max Johnson, is he the real deal? Is he the quarterback that AM wants for the future? I don't know, but he's good enough to beat Arkansas. He fell to 2-3. and three. Do you fire Sam Pittman, turn that damn jukebox on, that head coach that everybody loved, so infectious, so great for the state of Arkansas, so great being a Razorback? How far does that get you? How much time does that buy you? Because Sam Pittman is running out of it. It was all fine and dandy when he beat Texas. And maybe he is a great gap guy. He's a great come in for two or three years, rebuild a program, be kind of poppy, be uh, old school. Everybody likes him. And after a while, you think, all right, you, you, you did your job. You came in. You won some games. You brought us out of the dark years. It's time to go. It's time to transfer over to the winner. Arkansas soon will be in that spot. This week in the SEC, number 23, LSU travels to 5-0, undefeated. Eli Drinkwitz, Alma, Arkansas native, Missouri Tigers. Tigers on Tigers in Como. 11 a.m. tip for a top 25 game between LSU and Mizzou. This could be the backbreaker for LSU. This could be the prove-it game for Missouri. This could be the, all right, fine, Missouri's good. We'll all admit it. And on the flip side, all right, fine. Brian Kelly's time at LSU is over. We can all admit it, despite only being 20 games into his tenure there. Again, the culture fit's just not good. Family can't have that. Missouri LSU, 11 a.m. Alabama, Texas A&M, CBS, 230. Number 11, Crimson Tide, A&M still not ranked. 4-1, 2-0 in SEC play with that Miami game, came back to bite them. Wegman wasn't really the answer. Max Johnson, can he be the answer for Alabama? Is Jalen Milrow good? I heard somebody say this week that this would be the best defense, the best defense that Alabama has faced all year. Texas A&M, I must have never heard of the Texas Longhorns. Kentucky, number 20 in the country, travels to number one Georgia. Georgia, 14.5-point favorites. Kentucky, 5-0, Georgia, 5-0. We've learned anything about this Georgia team. They are not very good at covering. They don't dominate teams. Their quarterback, Carson Beck, only has seven touchdown passes this year through five games. You play for the Georgia Bulldogs, my friend. That's as easy as it gets in college football. I would like you to throw for more than seven touchdowns. Kentucky, Georgia, 6 p.m. And then a night game. Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Oxford, Mississippi. Ole Miss, 12-point favorites against Arkansas. This, this is where, this is where, the University of Arkansas Razorbacks and Sam Pippen show their worth. They win the games they're not supposed to. They lose the games they're supposed to. I think Arkansas, it's a major upset alert for Ole Miss, who just beat LSU at Vaught-Hemingway. That's your SEC wraparound. Coming up, Roger Sherman, the Ringer, college football tour, the great college football tour. Let's talk about it. This is the Drake Tolls Show.
2: The Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday, hosting coach Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders on Go Gold Weekend in Waco. 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play. It's the Bears and the Red Raiders. Big 12 football this Saturday. And it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby
12: or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes
11: us different.
14: My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct.
11: Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. Universalwindowscentraltexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
14: I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
4: Are you just another number to your insurance provider? Look no further than the flop. Cole, Michael, Derek, and Javen are local independent brokers. And with over 50 trusted companies in their network, they'll find you unbeatable rates for auto, homeowners, life, and even commercial insurance. Why settle for one-size-fits-all insurance? Text QUOTE to 214-838-5236. QUOTE to 214-838-5236. Let the flock take you under their wing. A dynamic team with Goosehead Insurance. Your trusted choice for personalized coverage.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios
1: How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walkwaco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Family-owned and operated, L&V Auto
15: Repair goes the extra mile to make sure the job is done right the first time. l Auto Repair services all makes and models, and they specialize in air conditioning service, suspension repair, brakes, cooling systems, transmission, and total engine replacement. They will perform a complete diagnosis of your problem, so you will know how much the repair will cost before they even turn a wrench. Open six days a week, including Saturday, 8 until 1, L&V Auto Repair, 1000 North Loop Drive, Waco, 254-235-3885.
6: The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. This is amazing stuff. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN, Central Texas. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I've got pain in my neck from a bicycle accident. This is long-lasting relief qc kinetics doesn't mask the pain these treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue life is about motion qc kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all natural treatments call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today call 254-415-4100 254-415-4100 That's QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100.
4: Welcome to the Drake Toll Show. We have both fun and games. Rolling through the 1 o'clock hour today. No Cameron Stewart. He is at a wedding. And Aaron Sexton runs the board. It's Roger Sherman of okay all right roger i'm going to say roger sherman of the ringer but there's there's a caveat to this because you uh, i mean according to sources have recently quit your job at the ringer to travel the country and watch college football everyone's dream can you pl- can you please unpack this for me a little bit yes i can
16: confirm i can confirm on both counts a because i did quit my job and b because i am currently driving from Middle Tennessee State to Louisiana Tech, uh, I I just was at a Love's truck stop in West Memphis, Arkansas, and just pulled away. I
4: have been to that same Love's, website. by the way. That is Roger. That's where I was born. We couldn't make it to the hospital in time.
16: At the Love's truck stop,
4: yes, in West I mean, Memphis, it Arkansas.
16: It was very clean. I, I haven't secured my Love's Travel Stop sponsorship yet, but those are those are. Baby birthing bathrooms. You could, you could definitely perform a medical procedure in there.
4: Roger, you know you're you're now about a month into this whole travel the the country and watch college football from Penn State to West Virginia. You and I got to hang out at BYU for the BYU Cincinnati game in Provo this past weekend. Give me, I mean, how did you map this thing out? How many locations have you been to in this four weeks? Uh, so
16: this uh, last night was game number sixteen. Um, how do I map it out? Um, is a great question because I haven't mapped out a lot of it. Like, it's, I'm very, um, very spontaneous with it. But I'd say the two factors are you find out where they're playing games on Thursday and Friday nights. There's yeah. like one or two games. Now, we're, now we've got to the Wednesday portion of the season. And then you decide what's the coolest place I can get from there. So this Friday night, for example, there's a game at Oklahoma State. And what's the coolest place I can get from there? Uh, obviously, the Red River game in, in Dallas. So that's, my, that's how I do it. I kind of see what's happening in the middle of the week, and then where is the most interesting place I can get to on Saturday without uh, causing grievous injury to myself or pushing myself past the limit of human exhaustion.
4: Yeah, Roger, I mean this is, you know, Louisiana tonight, then Oklahoma, then Texas and watching, you know, four or five college football games in a week now, especially as we have what, you know, 50 straight days of football going on, a lot of it college. For you, I mean, you you've got this job at the Ringer, right? You're in New York, you're writing about college, the NFL, it's just a lot of football. What what clicked? What one day you decided, you know what? I'm going to hang up the pen for a second and I'm just going to go.
16: Well, I I think college football is a is a very special sport and it's not one that you can fully connect with from your couch and I was mainly doing blogging which is a really great job if you could get it you don't leave your home and you put stuff online but it's it's from home and I I just kept thinking to myself I've got to go see all these places I've got to go witness all these these atmospheres for myself and actually know what I'm talking about and uh, I mean just from a you, you could call it a professional development perspective I have learned so much about every place I go to mm-hmm. and I have you, come, you when you see a game in person you come away with a different perspective about everything from like the team's you know culture to the fan base to, like, even just, like, the, the way that the school functions at the athletic department and things like that. Like, it, it really changes your opinion about a place when you, when you see it in person and you talk to the people that care about it. So um, I guess I'll – I'm hoping I'll be better at, at writing about sports, what I've done with this. <laughs> uh, and if, I, if I'm not, I'll just have had the coolest four months I've ever had.
4: Roger, we've got, you know, I, I inevitably – Robert in Whitney, Texas is listening right now thinking, you know what? Yes, I have found my life's calling, and that is to quit my job, leave my house, and go travel the world to watch college football. But you, my friend, have a wife. How does this work? This is the one thing that Robert is trying to get around right now.
16: Um, Robert is – is Robert single or is he married?
4: Robert is married and has been for a decade.
16: Okay. Yeah, if he has kids, it's going to be tough. I don't have kids yet. Um, my wife and I talk about having kids when she's done with, uh, nursing school. Yeah. Um, so, uh, right now she's still in school. So she was like, I'm, I'm busy. You go make yourself busy. We'll, we'll link up after that. It's not great. Um, I miss my wife a lot. Uh, she's watching our dogs. There's a lot of, uh, a weight that's been shifted to her uh, like, like chores that I will do are, are she is living all by herself with yeah. multiple dogs, uh, but multiple extremely rude dogs, by the way, they're not like well behaved.
4: No grasp um, on what's happening right now. No,
16: they don't understand what's happening and they're act like it's, it's tough on my wife, but at least she has, you know, an understanding of the human language and communication the dogs are just losing it, man. Like, anytime anyone comes near our front door, they are just going crazy, apparently. Um, it, it flooded in New York a couple weeks ago, and oh. that, that that really didn't go over well with the dogs. It was raining. They, like, they, like weren't going outside to pee and poop. Um, so we're, I, I think I, I, I took the question a different direction from what you initially asked about.
4: Right, Roger. Um, I should have asked, how did you do this with your dogs at home, not your wife?
16: You know it's tough. I am looking at a horse's butt right now in the trailer in front of me. Um, so I, I try to connect with animals as I as I go across the country. I got this. I'm I, I'm hoping to see some uh, some dog mascots. So far, I've only met one, uh, the the Butler Bulldog, but I'm I'm hoping to get some uh, live vicariously by petting like Reveille and and Smokey and all
4: the other good mascots out there. Let me Ro- – Roger, let me give you this. And and I, I do want to get into some of the best places you've been so far. Again, you and I being in Provo, and for those just joining us, Roger Sherman, formerly of the Ringer, who quit his job to take a college football grand tour around America. Uh, Roger, when it when it comes to the the Hawaii hat that you wear, that I got to see in action, and it's got this beautiful stain on – I think it's the right side, if I remember correctly – Give me the story on this Hawaii hat that makes a cameo in everything you do on this road trip.
16: Well, I, I've always been like, I've always said that the Hawaii rainbow warriors are my second favorite team. Um, they have, you know, they they play games at midnight and you can end your night peacefully by supporting or supporting the, the foes or by betting on them or betting against them. Um, I, they, they're a special program. Also, they're in the middle of the ocean, and it, it's very expensive, and it's hard for them to get recruits. So, I try to support the bows. Um, it's a beautiful hat. Unfortunately, though, I have to get a replacement because I think I left it at an Uber in Colorado. Oh. Uh, I'm currently wearing. I, I'm wearing a Purdue Pete hat right now. Uh, Purdue Pete is a lot less beautiful than the Rainbow. Um, he's actually kind of terrifying, and. I need, to get a, I need to get the rainbows back uh, because, A, to support Hawaii, I like Hawaii better than Purdue. And, B, it's just a, a beautiful hat. And I'm, I'm just hoping at some point Hawaii uh, is like, hey, we are going to fly you out to attend a Hawaii Rainbow Warriors game because you've been repping us across the United States. I don't think it's in the cards, though.
4: Yeah, Dave Aranda, former assistant coach at Hawaii. I'll make sure to get him on the horn over here at Baylor. Uh, yeah. Oh, Dave's Dave's been around. So there's a, there's a lot of, I think you and I may have talked about this, the, the Polynesian players that are on the Baylor on Baylor's roster yeah. Dave was at Utah state. Uh, Dave has been in Hawaii. Obviously Jeff Grimes, Eric Mateos at BYU so that that's what led has led to, to that, which I, I find so interesting. Um, Roger, the BYU, you know, West Virginia, you you've seen a Penn state wide out to Give me the best location you've been to from an atmosphere and crowd standpoint so far. So, were you surprised at how much fun we had at BYU? I'll say this, Roger. When I think about college football, I think about my trip to Orlando this past weekend where everything smelled like pee and beer. Keystone Light, to be exact. That is what college football was to me growing up in Arkansas. I was shocked to have instead smelled... Maple and lavender at a stadium and been so enamored with the events around me.
16: It smelled like a damn Cinnabon, man. It was incredible. The best atmosphere and, you know, there's a lot of of road ahead of me. But the game between West Virginia and Pitt in Morgantown um, where they – It's a big rivalry, but they've been separated by conference realignment for Mm. so long, they hadn't gotten a chance to play each other. The West Virginia people, it was described to me as feral, uh, and they lived up to it. They were so energetic and so excited for that moment. Um, The crowd was wild all game long. Pitt has one of the worst quarterbacks in human history, and when they won, you sing Country Roads. I, I kind of thought they would play country roads all the time. No, they only play it if they win. And it was just a beautiful, euphoric moment. I had that they're the, the clubhouse leader through 16 games.
4: When you think Penn State wideout, you think BYU. I saw you were on the teal field, the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. What else has at least stood out to you on this road trip?
16: Huh? Um, yeah, the, the, the BYU in Utah... Both like just the beauty of the atmosphere and the rabidness of the fans combined, like, are uh, just a really great contrast between um, something gorgeous that you just don't see every day. I don't know how many mountains there are in Central Texas, uh, but like that, you those atmospheres really stood out to me as like I don't know how you win here. Mm-hmm. They they're at six thousand feet of elevation. The crowd is, is nuts. The, the spectacle is crazy, and it, it's just there's so many things about that that I wasn't expecting. Nobody puts, like, Utah or BYU at the top of their must-see list, and I thought both were just really fun if you're rooting for the team and, and surely intimidating if you're on
5: the opponent.
4: Roger, last couple questions for you here, and those just listening, Roger Sherman, formerly – of The Ringer, who has quasi quit his job to travel around college football and attend every game possible. Uh, Roger, when you when you think about credentialing for these games, because obviously you have the, the credentials and experience to do so, I, I asked you that on Saturday. Do you credential for all of them? You said no. Is Do you have some kind of stub hub deal? What's going on with this?
16: <laughs> no, I need to figure that out. I need to get myself sponsored by uh, by uh, whichever if, – if, the, if there's someone – out there from a ticket company listening, uh, please, please sponsor me. Um, most of the time um, I end up buying a cheap ticket. They, the prices drop pretty pretty quickly before the games. Um, yesterday at Middle Tennessee, I just walked up to the first person I saw and said, do you have an extra ticket? And he said, yeah. And wow. I said, wow. And he said, yeah, I've been coming to these games for uh, I've, I've come to every Middle Tennessee home game since 1973, and I was going to bring my grandchildren to this game, but it's on a school night, so they couldn't come. And I uh, became his surrogate grandchild for the game. And, wow. And um, sometimes you make those interesting connections with people. The, the key is walking up to people in the parking lot and starting conversations, and... That's the beauty of college football right there. Everyone wants to show you what's good about their place. Everyone wants you to feel like you're a part of the community. So I need to do that more and buy tickets from unnamed company less, unless they sponsor me, in which case I will, I'll start talking about how the best company in the world.
4: Right. Roger, if, is there any way, because look, let's, let's think about this strategically. You go Louisiana tech tonight. You said Louisiana tech. Is that right? okay rustin, we, let's go rustin tonight then Stillwater for okay state and kansas state then obviously dallas yeah. the cotton bowl for ou and texas that game will be over by about three o'clock the drive from there to waco for baylor and texas tech is about an hour and a half maybe two with traffic to it's 7 30 first kick it's 7 30 opening kick between baylor and texas tech we can get you here by 6 30 roger tickets on me what do you say
16: yeah, dude, let's
4: do it. All right, Roger yeah, Sherman. I didn't, know
16: it was that clo- I, I didn't know it was that
4: close. Yeah, it's about uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, get, we're getting a nod from my producer who knows directions much better than me, Roger.
0: Two hours of his traffic, um, but yeah. Uh,
16: I I um I want to eat some dumb food at the state fair. I've never been to a state fair before, but maybe I can get that out of the way early. Uh, it's the butt bowl, right? It's It's B-U-T-T.
4: It will be your first ever butt bowl. Right? Well, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, Yeah, we'll say it's your first ever butt bowl.
16: Who we got? All right, great
4: finish. I love it. Roger Sherman, formerly of The Ringer, now of college football. Thanks for joining the Drake Toll Show today. Thanks.
16: Thanks for having me, man. It was great meeting you on and I hope I see you again on Saturday.
4: You too, Roger. There, that, That's it. He did it. He did it big. Roger Sherman, The Ringer, who is traveling all across the country and might just be in Waco, Texas, on Saturday night. Whew. You feel it? I think I feel it. I'm looking outside right now. The clouds have covered up the earth. There's rain and wind. It feels like it might just be the witching hour. This is the Drake Toll Show. This This is ESPN Central Texas.
12: At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different.
5: ExtraCo banks have made so much of our company growth possible, they tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside. Uh, Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership without which we could not have grown our business like we have.
14: To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extracobanks is member FDIC. Come check
15: out the end of summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas.
5: At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
10: Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at TripleSports.com. Play ball
4: Do you know your
8: butcher by name? Not by which overpriced grocery train they work for. You need to meet my butcher, Jaime here at Fortson's Meat Market. Jaime the Butcher has been cutting meat for over 25 years and he still loves it. To Jaime, cutting meat to your desire is like art. Each steak is a masterpiece that improves the look of your grill. I'm Rob Fortson from Fortson's Meat Market, a full service meat market in Robinson and I would love you to come by and get to know Jaime the Butcher. You'll only find him at Fortson's where we specialize in the best Texas race beef, chicken and pork no hormones no fillers we also carry a great lineup of homemade sausages jerky bacon wrapped quail frog legs boudin balls and more like us on facebook to get daily updates on specials and freezer boxes and we're even open on game day monday through saturday from nine to six maybe it's time you met your new butcher at fortson's meat market
11: just south of the circle in robinson Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddocks Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook, licensed TACLB106271E.
4: It's the witching hour. The Drake Toll show. No Cameron Stewart today. He was a little too fearful of the new witching hour. <laughs> Aaron Sexton running the board. What a what an addition. I mean, I look. It, it's low hanging fruit, right? The witching hour is not a an uncommon phrase for when things end, but that's what this is. This is where where the show is won or lost. No good radio show peters out in the last 15 minutes. And neither does the Drake Toll show. Welcome to the Witching Hour, man. What a program today. Joey McGuire, Rich Hollenberg, Roger Sherman of the Ringer-ish. Oh, now talk about a a guy that is, <laughs> you think about Witching Hour in a marriage. If you look at your wife and you say, hey, honey, look, I know that I have a full-time job that pays us money and I've worked at this place for years and years, almost a decade at The Ringer, one of the most reputable sources for sports blogging at least, maybe not uh, not always journalism exactly, he said it, he's, he's a blogger. And you look at your wife and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to move along and go follow college football across the country. No plan, no design, no real vision for what it's going to look like. You just go out and watch football games. Roger Sherman has been to the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. He is now going to the, the Red River Rivalry. Saw Pitt in West Virginia, a out at Penn State, Utah, and BYU. He quit his job, moved into the ether, and just watches college football for a living. What a life that we all wish that we could live. How about the Texas Rangers? Let's close on a good note today. The Texas Rangers 7-1 over the Tampa Bay Rays. Zach Eflin coming into this game was supposed to be a dog. 26% strikeout rate. 3.5% walk rate. And we're all sitting here thinking, all right, he is the best pitcher in this game. Maybe maybe the best pitcher on this Rays staff with what they have left right now. Eflin's going to come out and shove against the Rangers. How this thing goes. Those of us who have followed the Rangers for long enough We all know this is kind of what the Rangers do. What happened against Seattle on Sunday was not abnormal for Rangers fans. You're just kind of used to things going poorly. The apex of that being 2011, and we will see you tomorrow night. Weflin only goes five innings, only gets five innings into that game. Eight hits, allows four earned runs, only strikes out three, and walks two. While Nathan Evaldi, who's pitched in plenty of postseason games, namely with the Red Sox, Six and two thirds. Following up Monty's performance that was so good the night before, Ivaldi, six and two thirds, allows six hits, doesn't walk anybody, only one earned run, and eight strikeouts for Big Nate. The Rangers up four nothing through four innings, seven to one final, 12 hits, only one error. Bring in October Randy, Randy Arose Arena. His mom getting to watch him for the first time play Major League Baseball, and she didn't get much of a show. The Rays are bounced in two games. The witching hour, where games are won or lost, did not go well for Tampa Bay. And that segues into this next series against the Baltimore Orioles. And what could we see? That one name that everybody a couple of weeks ago had written off this season said there's... There's just no way that we get a glimpse again of one Max Scherzer. There's no way that the Rangers, I mean, remember when they first reported it, this is when in the middle of that streak, uh, I say streak, the stretch where the Rangers were just bad. So bad that we all kind of gathered together and agreed as Rangers society, there was no way that we would see Max Scherzer in a Rangers jersey throwing a baseball again this season because there was no way the Rangers, Rangers would make the playoffs. But now, after seeing videos of Scherzer throwing pregame at Tampa Bay, after seeing him get the old cannon out, toss it over, two eyes, different colors, with a glove on, up in the dugout, the camera kept finding him. He was the he was the Taylor Swift for the Rangers game. The camera kept finding him. And you thought, what would it be if Max Scherzer, so many Cy Young's, one of the best pitchers in the game, was given time. That's what what the Rangers did with this series win against the Rays is bought themselves time. When the idea was Texas is not going to make the postseason, we all gathered around the thought of of Max Scherzer being shut down. He should have been if the Rangers did not go to the playoffs, which is the real case three weeks ago. Obviously, Max Scherzer would not have pitched in the last week. We're not going to force him back into anything. But at this point, five-game series – Baltimore Orioles, you've got a shot to go win the ALDS for the first time in almost a decade. You got to do. It. I mean you got to whatever you can do to get them back. You're going to need all hands on deck against the Baltimore Orioles this week and a big part of why is because of how good the Baltimore Orioles offense is. I, now I don't know if the Orioles have the pitching staff to keep I don't I don't think the Orioles do have the pitching staff to keep up with what the Rangers bring from a lineup standpoint. Here in the Witching Hour, I think the Texas Rangers have the best lineup in baseball right now. I don't, I don't look at anybody else. The Orioles are good, but the Rangers aren't top heavy. They go one to nine. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager. I mean, MVP candidate Corey Seager has been lost in conversation because of how good guys like Adolis Garcia and Evan Carter have been. Grossman and Lowe, Jonah Heim, Leody Tavares, Josh Young, the young star. Guys that that we didn't really know of two or three years ago, and the Rangers have pieced it together with a manager in Bruce Bochy, who has been in baseball for so long, who has won pennants, who has won World Series, who knows what it's like to get there. That's the big problem. Rich Hollenberg of ESPN, the Ray studio host, said it on this show earlier in the show. He said the reason the Rangers have an edge here is because of experience. The Orioles are young. That's the reason they petered out. They fell apart last season. The Rangers are not. Granted, Younger than than some in the MLB, but they've got enough experience. Adolis Garcia has been here enough, and I know he hasn't been to the playoffs with Texas. He hasn't he hasn't experienced being a leader of a playoff team. But guess what? Corey Seager has been so good for you, your MVP candidate. He has back from injury, a healthy lineup. Evan Carter playing the way that he's playing with a home run yesterday to boot. This offense is the most dangerous in the MLB. That's the good part, and, and people keep telling you that pitching is what wins championships, that the only way for the Texas Rangers to come in and win the World Series is for the pitching staff to finally put it together after such a rough year. No John Gray, Max are questionable, obviously no Jacob deGrom, and and God, we, we are the point now, after seeing what Monty did in game one, seeing what Evaldi did, what LeClerc did out of the bullpen in games that were not safe scenarios, that I think we can look at each other and say, I, I, there's enough. The pitching staff's not legit. The pitching staff's not elite. But there is enough in the in the tank here to get some wins. If the offense clicks enough, I, I, it's that word to me, that the key for the Rangers to beat the Orioles is the word enough because that's what it took against the Rays. In game one, Texas only scored four runs. And most games for the Rangers, that's not going to do it. But when your starting pitcher goes seven scoreless, or oldest Chapman in the eighth inning has a sub 2.5 ERA, when that is working your direction, I think you're pretty good. This Rangers Orioles series coming up, the first home game of the Rangers will be next Tuesday, the first game of the series on Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. That is noon Central Time. Three and three, the teams split the regular season series. The Rangers offense, number one in runs and batting average on base percentage, slugging percentage, and home runs in the AL. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Josh Young, Adolis Garcia, now Evan Carter added in there too. Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Evaldi combining to give up one run in 13 and two-thirds innings and keeping, saving you from your terrible bullpen, there's a shot. There's a shot. Now... Orioles being at home, that's going to give them an, an advantage. they got a strong pitching staff. It's not elite, but a strong pitching staff. A team ERA of 389. It's fifth in the American League. A whip of 1.24. But a 3-3 three three against the Rangers. In a series where the Rangers have more experience. Where Bruce Bochy is in one, one clubhouse and not the other. Give me the Rangers. That is noon on Saturday, the Rangers and the Orioles. On Sunday, the Rangers and the Orioles, a 3 o'clock central time first pitch on FS1. On Tuesday, at home, on Fox, 7 p.m. in Arlington. I bought my tickets in the sixth inning of the game, or seventh inning of the game yesterday. I'll be in attendance there. Next Wednesday, the Rangers and the Orioles, if necessary, will also be at Globe Life Field in Arlington and then could travel for another, if necessary, game the Camden Yards at Oriole Park for a game five. Five game series. I didn't think the Rangers had enough pitching to win a three game series much less five but they did it against most odds they did it and with this lineup I believe they can do it again. The Texas Rangers the Baltimore Orioles soak it all in for the first time since 2016 they're in the ADL uh, ALDS That's before I could drive a car. Show up on Tuesday. Today, we have the Texas Rangers. Rich Hollenberg of ESPN Ray's Studio host joined us. Joey McGuire on the Baylor game as well. Roger Sherman from the Ringer on his college football grand tour this week as well. You can find the Drake Toll Show on YouTube, also available in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts. Always driven by the CMC Auto Group phone line as well. Coming up is the John Morris Show, followed by Matt Mosley as well. Cameron Stewart will be back in studio tomorrow. We'll break down the Baylor game this weekend, all the rest of the Big 12, the SEC, best bets, and more. This has been, and always will be, the Drake Toll Show. Matt Mosley,
0: weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas.
6: No, I think there's a good chance he brings that up. Once I booked him, I had this thought,